Long ago, the four nations shared the world in harmony. But five years ago, Avatar Roku, master of all four elements and envoy of peace between nations, tragically perished during a volcanic eruption. With the shadow of war on the horizon, three young benders must reunite to uncover a secret lost to time within the Fire Nation. This is Almost Legends. Welcome back to Almost Legends, everybody. We are back in the new year. Uh, first recording in 2023. That's pretty exciting, guys. We, uh, uh, we're we on episode five now. This is going to be a, a, a whole lot of fun. I've been thinking about this literally all through my uh, my holidays. Uh, and I can't wait for us to get into it. But uh, let's let's start with introducing our uh, our wonderful, wonderful cast, uh, beginning with uh, Annika Paquette. Hi, everyone. I'm Annika, and I'll be playing Cardam, who is a firebender um, from the Fire Nation. And you know how, like, as you get older and you're cleaning your house for guests and you realize, wait, no one is going to judge me if the inside of my coat closet has become as, like, been dusted. <laughs> Cardam will. She will judge you. Oh, no. <laughs> we, she's going to go and inspect under everyone's beds to see that they didn't push all of to their see, dirty laundry under there. <laughs> yeah, to see who is trustworthy. Absolutely. Oh, no, that's that's terrifying. Uh, the worst house guest is Cardam. Uh, we also we also have Brendan Gibson. Hi, I'm Brendan, and I am playing Dawa, the sandbender from the Siwang Desert. So fun fact about Dawa, every year, the sandbenders across the desert come to compete in a 24-hour game called the Siwang Scavenger Expedition. The race is on to search for a glowing rune hidden somewhere in the desert that pulses every hour like a beacon in hopes that competitors can find it. Dawa placed second last year, his first time competing in the competition. He was close to capturing glory. He actually made up a lot of time during the night as he was trying to find this beacon, but he got distracted. When one of his necklaces broke and he couldn't find one of his favorite beads. So that became his new objective. And he searched around that area for a couple hours, uh, eventually picking it up and finding it. But it did cost him glory. My goodness, a literal a literal dog just getting sidetracked by uh, by something shiny. Um, Call it a reordering of priorities, if you will. (laughs) Fair enough. Or call it clinical ADD. Yeah, just just surely calls him like we see him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just want to state that I don't love going after Gibby because Gibby literally creates more Avatar canon lore in his preambles <laughs> than we have in maybe the first five the episodes series. of our That's first four That's episodes. And there's always like some. There's a constellation. There's a competition. He's reading it. It sounded like some Starfinder version of the Hunger Games at first. Oh, whenever yeah, he was in. reading it out, and I was mm-hmm. like. Oh my! And then I have to go and come up with something creative, and I never have anything nearly as creative as what Gibby has. It's not a well, competition. Now that you called yourself out as being on the spot. Uh, we have Mark Lutz rounding out the cast here. Hi guys, my name is Mark, and I am setting the bar low before I ever get in. So your expectations are easy to exceed, and I can leap over them. Although I will try to limbo them. I'm playing Kaija, a young air bending ninja who knows nothing about the world. In fact, one of the things he'd love to learn about the world is the uh, the art of speaking to females, of which 
he's particularly <laughs> terrible at. And one time there was a fishing village uh, not far from the air temple that he grew up in with a young air nation get last there that he wanted to speak to and while playing different board games uh like moving small tokens back and forth airbending at the temple his friends and the fellow folks that were training to be ninjas with him told him that the first thing that girls in fishing villages want as a display of affection is a dozen dead fish and so he collected oh, a no. dozen dead fish and presented <laughs> them to her like a bouquet <laughs> only to find out that she doesn't like a dozen dead fish okay now how much of that just the worst childhood trauma how much of that was Poor written Kaija. before i did my intro and how much of that manifested after i did my intro i created that as i was talking that's awesome Hey, that's very impressive. It's also hilarious. And I now I feel so terrible for poor Kaija because he must have like the worst, like most toxic friends at the stupid <laughs> air monastery. It's a, it's a hazing, I don't know. I was gonna say situation. if they were okay. if they were being honest, call me a Arab nation last because I would love 12 fish. So no, what about 12 dead, dead, fish? 12 dead fish? Stinky though. dead fish? Yeah, well, you don't know they were stinky. Like, know. when you buy fish from the store, they're dead. Sorry if that's news, but those are not alive. You know, that's a great point. That's a, I rescind my stinky comment. Uh, Kaija, were they, in fact, stinky? I'm going to say that Kaija's probably a good enough uh, fisherman, or at least with an air spear, uh, mm -hmm. that he was able to capture 12 fish um pretty quickly and no they were 12 fresh kills uh 12 uh, see amazing gotcha. happy the, valentine's the day to that of, girl <laughs> haven't you what is that thing that like uh you see those uh I, I was watching some comedian that like came through my youtube scroll talking about guys holding up fish on like dating apps it's the equivalent <laughs> of that but the yeah, avatar yeah. universe <laughs> so stinky there was I, I have never been on Tinder before, but a buddy of mine had Tinder for a while and he literally swiped to a girl who had a parrot on her shoulder. And my immediate <laughs> oh response my was to yell out loud, no, start over. Yeah, um, you know, honestly, <laughs> honestly, uh, I might be interested to know the story yeah. about that parrot. You yeah. know? Oh my gosh, that can, our next, it's a game changer. Can, our can our next week's introductions be like a small dating profile for each of us? Oh, oh my God, yes. Okay, you guys okay. each have to make a dating okay, profile. Okay, got it. Before, for next I'm not, not going to let this go. I'm going to backtrack for a second. Instead of stinky, I do believe the people in his temple prefer the term aromatic. Fragrant. Aromatic. Oh, oh, very nice and, very nice <laughs> bringing it back around oh, oh my goodness uh just just you know hamming it up top over here top notch <laughs> wonderful uh well if that's not enough of a segue as in literally no segue let's go ahead and get on into the recap so we can start playing guys absolutely uh awesome. so last time with zifo finally in tow you raced across Natsuo Island in hopes of making it to the Lost Sanctuary of what you found out was a former avatar. You learned from Zifo along the way uh, that the sanctuary appeared to have been built by Avatar Sito, uh, a curious case of an avatar who spent most of his life focusing on his home in the Fire Nation uh, and is largely responsible for its trajectory towards the modern-day economic and technological power that it has become. So you traverse the jungle to the base of a mountain uh, in the hopes of recruiting the aid of local villagers when 
you discovered that the Fire Nation faction that had captured Zepho already had landed a detachment of troops onto the island and was occupying the village while a brigade marched up the switchbacking slopes towards the sanctuary at the top of the mountain. Uh, some negotiations happened, and uh, Zepho volunteered to stay behind to spring the villagers while the three of you climbed the face of the mountain directly using your wits and bending prowess to accelerate the process. Uh, avoiding some uh, encounters with monkey bats that uh, the overarching hand really wanted to uh, to throw at you guys, but you guys managed to circumnavigate that. I'm not salty at all. Um, you reach the top, realizing that uh, Kip Talk had, in fact, beaten you to the summit. He needed your help, however, to open a bending-based mechanism that sealed uh, the door to this uh smaller than you expected metal structure. He had sent Mapuka down the slopes to harry the Fire Nation soldiers, and with that time, the three of you managed to solve the puzzle and open the door to Avatar Sito's sanctuary, only to then square up with Kiptok outside, who offered you the choice. Fight now, or work together while you still have some time to explore. And that is where our chapter will begin. I was organizing my notes from last session and I couldn't help but mm -hmm. laugh as I came across the advantage that we created last session called I'm behind you town. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that happened. Yes. That was a very funny moment. Uh, so, Kaija so, is standing there just sort of with a, a light sort of uh, spinning in his right hand of the chain of his surigama um, looking directly over at Kip Tuck. I think Last episode literally ended with him saying, we can do this now, or we can do this later. And, well, uh, you know, I wish I could have done it in that voice, because that sounds extremely villainous. Alas, that I can't do that one. Well, uh, that wouldn't but have yes, worked. Yes, that is exactly what he said. We would have known he was a villain from the moment he made yeah, a fish true. on a stick. Yeah, true. That's and also, true. if he said it to me like that, I'd be like, go oh, down. And logic <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have. You yeah. Know. Well, you know, he worked his way into our heart with fish on a stick and then quickly betrayed us. So and right. you know how we, right. love fish in this <laughs> we love fish. Oh, we fish love fish. Well, yes, we do. We do around here. Um, so uh, I fresh failed fish. already. <laughs> we didn't I, even make it a minute. Not even yeah. close. Okay. He's swinging the Kasurigama. Yeah. But I think in this case, Kaija's <laughs> kind of waiting because his thought process is we needed a waterbender to get in here what if we need a waterbender in there? And so mm. he glances over his shoulder at the two of you. Uh, he's not going to say it out loud because he does not want to give Kip Tuck any confidence in the conversation or the fight moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he kind of looks over his, his shoulder to give you a slightly like uncertain look. Like I'm not real sure if it's smart to fight him right now. Right. I think Cardam like gives like a half eye roll and kind of a go on with it hand gesture. Like we need, like we need him. We just need to keep moving. Yeah. I think at the end of last episode, Dava was pretty settled on the notion that we need everybody and that we're only going to be able to mm -hmm. break into a former air to a former avatars temple one time probably a uh, not a recurring episode that i think we're going to probably come across anytime soon so uh we might as well strike while the iron is hot no pun intended i uh kaija will bring his kasurigama to 
slightly slower spin and then pull it in really quick and wrap it up. And he crosses his arms over his chest, sort of puffs out his chest a little bit, leans his weight back onto his heels and says, fine, Kip Tuck, we'll walk with you for now. We might need a waterbender in there and you'll come in handy. Uh, Kip Tuck had never uh, taken any sort of combat stance. Uh, you know, he's a a extremely burly, uh, you know, powerful you know, warrior who, you know, happens to also be a waterbending master. And so he had just been standing there in front of you in a wide <laughs> stance with his arms crossed and his eyebrow raised. Um, and so as he says that, uh, <laughs> as soon as you say that, he looks at you uh, and he's, you know, his, his demeanor of being this sort of you know, larger than life, jovial, bombastic personality has evaporated. Uh, and instead he goes, that might be the first wise choice you've made. Oh, I forgot that he like and snubbed he you begin... around the fire. Mm -hmm. Like you well, had that moment. I'll tell you another wise choice that I'm going to make. I'm not waiting for Mapuka and I'm going to, I'm going to start heading inside. He, he looks at you and he, uh, as you say that, and he kind of like is already moving towards the inside. And he goes, neither am I. Wow. Uh, and he strolls right into the wow. uh, the temple. The betrayals never stop. And then Kai just says, I will, uh, I'll bring up the back. In we go. So I have also walked in. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I guess yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> so you guys uh, step down and into what you realize there's this like metal, um, it was like a sealed pagoda almost, right? Um and uh, as you step into this uh, this door that had swung out uh, after you solved my my genius uh, bending puzzle, uh, you begin heading down these stone steps um, that go down and into the ground and into this uh, the top of this mountain. Um, and as you are moving down, you notice that quickly you're becoming submerged in total darkness as you're walking down these steps. Puka seems like he has a, a water bending torch or something down there uh, that he's leading away with. It looks like he has dark vision. What's he got? You know, you know uh, yeah, Kip, Kip Talk's actually a half orc and has a 30 mm. foot range dark vision. Perfect. Uh, no. Uh, you know, water doesn't tend to play with light and fire that well. So. Can I just do a little bit of hand, the hand, the, the flame thing, you know, that looks like Pentecost? Can I just do one of those? <laughs> Yeah, you know, so uh, you you could do the the uh, yes the tongues of fire. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could, you could do that. Um, I would I would say you know that typically uh, to maintain that I I'm thinking through like the avatar uh, that I've see stuff I've seen. I don't remember them really doing that. They tend to just light things. I think holding onto a sustained flame is like requires a lot of concentration. I think we see Iro do it like once. Um, really? I feel like every time they go in a dark place, I see them do that. Now I could be totally. Am I thinking wrong. of a different show? <laughs> like, other, I, other see, now shows. a different one with Bender. Maybe second guess. Um, but I would, I would say, as just you being a generally, you know, prepared individual, um, mm -hmm. you would likely have some sort of small like torch or something that you could okay. potentially light or or. You could <gasps> can I just light the little want. end of uh, my? Can I end? Sense for you. Could I just? have it shoot just a little bit out of the end of my combat stick. Like I usually do a more intense version of that. Or is that, that's still sustaining. You know what? Thing. I think that's actually pretty darn cool. No, you know yeah. what? I'm going to say that that's too cool. Not to, ah. um, so you yeah. literally have uh, a, a steady flame coming out of the end of your, uh, Kali stick. And, uh, 
your sort of lead the way down and into this uh, structure. You go down this flight of stairs until it eventually doubles back and you're going deeper into this mountain uh, until the uh, light at the end of the stairs sort of begins illuminating a space beyond. You get uh, to the front of the, and I would say even um, it's hard to tell right away because of how still it is, but you, uh, Cardam, walk forward and go to walk into this room and your foot drops off the edge and into a pool of water. With how still everything was, you literally couldn't tell that it wasn't just darkness, that, like a dark floor that you couldn't see, but instead your foot sort of plunges in about um, like a foot and a half deep water uh and as you do and it disrupts the surface the water just ripples out into this room and you kind of uh strengthen the light of your uh flame and illuminate the room now granted this is still very dark so you can't quite make everything out right now but you see a massive massive room uh in which there's a pool of water about a foot and a half to two feet deep across but there are these stone uh lily pads of varying sizes that are like rising up from the floor um, as a way to walk around, but they're in a seemingly like random arrangement. However, along the uh, Western side of the room, um, uh, excuse me, the Eastern side of the room. Sorry. No, I was right. The Western side of the room. I can't, I'm literally looking We're at good with directions here and, <laughs> and I'm bad with directions. Uh, the Western side of the room um, you can see that uh, many of these uh, lily pads, almost like you would see um, like on a pond, have like kind of uh, gathered, you know what I mean? Like they'll sometimes hmm. gather together yeah, yeah. Um, along this side um, where uh, there sits what looks like a desk and some other, um, you know, uh, accoutrement that you can't quite tell like what it is from, from this side of the room. Um, it's a pretty big hop over to this, uh, to the, the lily pad kind of closest to you. Um, or of course you could just jump in and start waiting across the room. Can I do a trick shot here? And <laughs> can I take off my board and almost treat it like a skim board here? Oh my and, God. And <laughs> like get like a running start and then just like kind of try to throw it out like in like onto the water right kind of like where like the stone steps or like where the edge of the water would meet like this this kind of standing yeah. water and kind of like slide my like lean back and almost like slide my way you want to skimboard into i want to skimboard over to the first lily pad heck yeah i i don't think you need to roll like i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to go an aggressive distance you you are a spiritual sand surfer and i think uh skimboarding makes so much sense uh i think you're very easily able to sort of you know as uh (laughs) as cardin pulls out her fancy boot uh that's now drenched and like her sock is getting all wet as the water Mm -hmm. gets in there it's just super it's gonna be so awkward to walk around for the rest of this adventure because one foot will be squishing and the other one won't um no i'm literally i'm literally attacking uh annie's sanity right now not really cardam's as much (laughs) are you are you imposing Uh, like a disadvantage or like a bail 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 there's a trouble associated you throw the no yeah if i was really mean i'd give you a mental stress shift but i won't yeah (laughs) (laughs) you throw the you throw the skimboard out like sort of hop on it and you do skim you know, like the five feet over to the first lily pad and sort of jump up onto it and grab your your little um, board up. 
Um, and uh, you can kind of now into the room and look around. You get a little bit more uh, of it. Now, granted, nothing in detail again because um, it's it's still only a single source of light. You do, however, see um, that at different points, sort of like um, equidistant, there are unlit uh lanterns uh which appear to most of them have candles in them um that theoretically could be lit uh to illuminate this room you also notice um that uh while most of the lily pads seem to be like gathering over to that western side of the room there's a small path of them um sort of in a, this sort of a sporadic fashion that moves to the uh eastern side of the room um you note now that on the eastern side of the room following that path, there is a little door. And on the western side, it's it's actually a door frame. There's no door on it, but it is like a door opening. And then on the uh, western side of the room, kind of behind all of the, like, the desk and the other stuff that are, it's over there, uh, there is like a, a larger sort of um, like metal door over there. So sporadic lily, pod, there's lily pads and un, a bunch of unlit torches on the wall. A metal door to my right and a door frame to my left. Uh, switch the right and left, but yes. A metal door frame to my left and a or a metal door to my left <laughs> on the west side. Yeah. And a door. Yep. And an open door frame on the right. So yep. my number one weakness in life in tabletop RPGs is mentally picturing drifting, um, <laughs> yeah. Verbal descriptions of things. Uh so that means that I can vaguely see lily pads on top of water i also know there's stone from, uh, harry stone potter and the half blood prince that you never touch dark still water i was literally thinking the same thing yeah, it exclusively it. is full of weird arcane tainted zombies and i do not do that business so here's lord of the rings the octa the the big squid guy in the water right in front of the mines of moria everything says don't do that but it's definitely the half-blood prince that scares me the most um (laughs) and so uh on the right and left hand side of where we are am i able to actually reach the stone wall um, we're not kind of on the path that yeah. we're on is mm-hmm, not up mm-hmm. here, correct? It just kind of right. comes and ends at water. How far away do we see? Like, here's my question. What I would like to do is I have a stunt called fast as the wind. I can move along vertical surfaces oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as long as I can air bend and I can start and end my movement horizontally. So what yeah. I'd like to do is I'd like to pick a lily pad that's far out, air uh-huh. run along the wall, and then kick off the wall and land on one or if i can make it if i can air run the entire wall and get to the other side of the water i would also love to do that yeah i would totally say that you can um get yourself like onto a lily pad nearby that will uh you know get you kind of started and most lily pads are close enough that a little air bending leap uh makes it not difficult and and not strenuous for you to traverse and considering this is your stunt you again don't really need to roll anything for it because it it doesn't um it's not difficult enough that um you would need to do that um i'll also say that with that you have the ability if you'd like to light some of the um torches sort of around the room as you're sort of air like running along the wall oh would i take cardam's fire stick with me is that how i would do it i think i have to be in contact with it to be bending fire yeah i don't know if you have any like you know uh 
matches or flint or anything like that that you would carry with you. I pick up cards. Just, um, just running along and striking a flint hey, I as know. I run along the wall. You have you have metal. You could create sparks. Yeah, <laughs> I'll air run and drag my Kasuri Gama along the wall and just cause a rain of sparks as yes. I wall run and then I jump. What a visual. I want yeah, exactly. That's dope. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like enter Sandman. <laughs> no, that's, that's my theme. That's mine. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, the Sandman. <laughs> Can't that's have good. that one. Maybe uh, yeah. like the middle transition fade to black. That there you go. <laughs> you run along the wall and drag your Kasurigam and, and sprout lights and then sort of leap back off and over and into the middle of the room, landing on a stone lily pad with serene grace. Um, and the room lights up even more. Um, what you can see uh, now that the room is, mo- the majority of it is lit and you can kind of see everything that's readily visible in here. You note that this water, uh, though it was pitch black before, now that things are lit, it appears to be clear, crystal clear water. Um, and uh, you note that the uh, western side of the room, aka the, the left side of the room, uh has yes uh has um this large sort of ornate wooden desk and a chair next to it um mounted to the wall there's a chalkboard covered with equations a massive sort of abacus as well um several like um you know more uh like lanterns like on the desk so as to illuminate where someone might work um a uh, a map of the world is sort of um sprawled out uh along the uh the desk as well all of this seems to have accumulated a a thin layer of dust as if it's been you know abandoned for a very long time um but not as if it was um like as if this temple was in any sort of like erosion or anything like that you don't get the sense that this place is falling apart um but rather that it just has been sealed off and you know uh unable to access uh for a while it's preserved but vacant. Right. Yeah. Um, you also notice that there appears to be a that you couldn't see this before because it wasn't lit anywhere near enough. There appears to be a second level to this room. Thirty feet up, um, there is a platform that basically, if you can imagine, you know how like shopping malls have the cutout in the middle and then have the walkways around? Yeah. It is like that, but in this um, square, and this is a basically a, uh, not square, excuse me, rectangular room, and there's like a walkway around those walls at the top, but to your vision, you can't see any way that one might actually get up there. There's no stairs or ladders uh, apparent. Maybe a metal door? The doorway. It doesn't seem like there's any way that I could feasibly be able to kick off a wall or run up a wall or air bend my way up there yeah potentially if you could figure out a way to uh effectively clear about a 30 foot jump um then i i would say that yeah it would be something you'd have to to tell me how you do it and we could figure out a role for you to try to leap up there but as you guys are like stepping the room and i think like you know Dawa's sort of doing his you know has skimboarded across and is doing a little bit of leaping 
from lily pad to lily pad uh kaija is you know very swiftly just sort of doing these long stride I think like long jumps but they're easy for him instead of strenuous you know uh using a little bit of air blast uh and cardam as you're standing there you know shaking your boot out uh kip talks goes all right just move aside uh and he will sort of do this uh, complex uh, motion with his arm, sort of this, you know, very waterbendy flow and ice goes out across this uh, water and and freezes it. Um, And he begins walking confidently across this uh, section. Uh, He didn't freeze the whole thing, but this, this sort of, you know, maybe like a first third of the room begins walking across it uh, and beelining towards where he sees like the desk and the, you know, um, like the the chalkboard and, and stuff like that, and where that door to the left is, that whole area. Okay, I have a really rudimentary drawing of the room. Can you just tell me how wrong I am about it? Sure, sure. I just feel like I, spatially and directionally, I am so uh, challenged. So I just thought, okay. <laughs> That's so, probably my and fault. And it's really quite bad. Okay, so we have... The pond with the lily pad thing. That's surprisingly uh, artistic. <laughs> so I well just done. need to remember what was what. And that, okay, where, and then we have like a you, desk. Is and this from that. your perspective? Is yes, we're like we're like hereish. Okay, um, or we were, so and there were torches over here. Yeah, the torches are sort of lit. Yeah, so yeah. the uh, lily pads, uh, the stone. There's, I say lily pads, but you know that they're stone. Yeah, they're stone. Yeah. Um, the room, if you can imagine it, is more like long to the left and right than it is like deep. I it's see. still deep, okay. but it is longer that way. Okay, and there's cool. a like a mass of these like the lily pads are only like you know a f- a foot in diameter. Oh, they're not there's big. a ton of them, and they're sort of okay. congregated heavily, you know, squished up next to each other on one side of the room. And as it moves from the left side to the right side, they're sort of getting further and further apart. Um, okay. with this only this sort of little trail curving out and towards the door on the right side okay cool helpful yeah. thank you yes and then of cool. course like you your little drawing i think had something to reference like the top walkways yeah um though that is largely correct okay so am i able to at this point continue to make my way from really so i i got i got i covered the larger distance from the uh the shoreline as i'm going to call it to yeah. to the first lily pad uh, because there are so many of them and they're smaller but like they're they're now now kind of out in the field am i able to skip yeah. from one to one to one to one yes 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 okay i would like do you want to go i want to go laterally okay. like i want to i want to go towards the left hand side and i want i, I kind of want to fan out i also subconsciously just want to stay ahead of kipchuk because i see that he just froze okay. some stuff and i don't want it to be that easy for him i don't want him getting first access okay. to stuff so i want to keep moving so you want to get over to the uh like to the desk and everything. yeah 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 okay got it um you head over there um back over to kaija what are you what are you doing here does it look like kip talk is making his way over to like the table with the abacus and the map to examine that area yes that is that is where he's going um it doesn't look like he's going i'll just give you this for free it doesn't look like he knows where he's going but he sees something that looks important ish and begins walking over to it i just want to examine whatever he's examining i don't want him okay. to have an aha moment without me also being present for so said all aha of, so i was just, literally about to like be like can you just go shadow him like, just, <laughs> go yeah. so do all of you go over there or does anyone go anywhere else in this room 
So if you imagine, you know, you have the door frame to the right side of the room, you have this area with a closed door as well as like the desk and stuff on the left side of the room. And then above you 30 feet is a, um, like a landing area. Yeah, I would like to go over to the door frame and like um, intensify the light on my collie stick just to see if there's anything in uh, sight. You want to go to the right side of the room? Yes. Okay. So what I want everybody to do as you're going around, I would like everybody, uh, I would like you to do um, a notice roll. Uh, Cardam, because you're sort of looking for what's out there. Meanwhile, I think that um, the boys are going to need to do uh, and investigate as they are more closely examining the stuff that they already know is there. Uh, it's going to be an overcome, and we're going to set that. Um, I, I well, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I have tears here. So depending on how well you roll, will dictate how much information you find. You got it. Um, and the notice uh, roll is similar. Okay. I got it. So I have different varying levels. So the higher you are, the more information. Are me and uh, Dawa uh, doing this together? Like, are we um, like combining our total or is it not? No, a situation I was like going to say separate. Separate. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fine with me. Zero. I did not roll very well. I only have a, I only have a plus one to investigate, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a flat zero. Okay. Yeah. I, I got two. I have the same. No, I have like a, a literal two pluses and two minuses, not a singular blank. Oh, so flat <laughs> with a plus one on my investigate check. So a total of one, a total of one. Okay. Um, so Dawa is way too preoccupied in trying to like gleefully jump from uh, stone to stone. <laughs> and like, he gets like a little competitive there trying to beat Kip talk. Who's freezing the ice in front of him. Uh, and by the time he beats him there, his heart rate's going and he's like excited and has a, isn't actually like settling down, but instead has his pu- chest puffed out uh, <laughs> as Kip talk just walks by without noticing him. Um, I would say that um, Kaija, uh, you don't, there's not much over here that you didn't already notice, except for as you get closer, you can sort of see what's on the desk on top of the desk um, are uh, a bunch of papers, um, some scrolls uh, that are like rolled up. Um, you see notes, you see uh, a long dried up um, ink well uh, and quill um, and uh, all sorts of like um different uh like a like a wax seal uh thing and whatnot anything that um somebody uh might use to like work and there's tons of papers littering this massive desk um so you do notice that and then uh cardam as you begin sort of like looking around you're you're sort of paying closer attention you're trying to get an angle to see what's in the other room and whatnot uh with the two uh you do take a quick peek into the uh the room just from the door frame so you don't see uh you can't really like get much of a view on any details but you do notice that in the uh other door that's like further away on the right hand side is that um, the door frame the, or the metal that's one? the door frame that's okay. the door frame and you peek through that, and you can see what looks to be um, a bedchamber. Um, it has a uh, another, like this time, a much sort of smaller uh, little um, little desk and a like what looks like to be a, a comfortable chair next to it, um, and uh, a like a um, like a bedroll 
um or mat that's uh you know very simple but looks very comfortable um as well as uh what looks to be some sort of um like bin or uh an and uh area that uh you can see some old sort of uh worn but once probably looked very ornate like robes and garments uh are are sort of set aside here um there's some there there may be more to find in there but for now like that's what you can like see just by not going in the room also with a two you look up and you sort of raise the fire up above your head and sort of uh squint your eyes a little bit and you can see from this angle over here on the side of the room you can see a little bit about what's on the opposite um uh wall and uh or or like um uh walkway up atop on the second level um and you can see just the tops of what looks to be like um some like basically shelves of different like um equipment you think you see like um like some navigational tools uh up on one of these shelves and it's, it's pretty hard to see what all is up there um but that's kind of what you can see like up above you um i like lean back out of the doorway and say I think we have some kind of a uh, bed chamber or something in here and some kind of equipment up on some shelves. What have you guys got? Uh, um, papers and uh, beads. Some of the stuff, <laughs> the some of the stuff moves. <laughs> yeah. yeah Dal was playing with the abacus, you know, <laughs> and any equation that the avatar had formerly been working on is now ruined. Uh, right. As you're playing with the abacus. Piece. He wasn't on to anything. It's fine. He, nothing important was on that thing. Kaiju, Kaiju kind of realizing that he almost certainly has gathered literally no useful information whatsoever. And uh, also knowing that Kip Duck is here and he's probably noticed something or. Kip Tuck had sure. walked kind of up looks to the desk. Yeah, Kip Tuck had walked up to the desk and basically starts like moving papers around, just sort of like, you know, picking up papers. He unfurls a scroll and you can even read over his shoulder. It looks like it's crop yields from an ancient long past time. Um, and so he begins sort of like, you know, you're you you would gather that Kip Tuck is a well-traveled um you know resourceful man but maybe not an academic um and so he's like reading everything trying to like process information and like he's moving papers around trying to like you know sift through this and he's not moving very fast but he's like doggedly looking at every sheet of paper as he's like going through the stuff on the desk almost like he knows what he's looking for no, more like he has no idea what he's looking for. Okay. And he's trying to make sure he doesn't miss something. Okay. When I think when I hear scrolls and papers, I immediately am like, I'm the only one from here <laughs> around. So yeah. I think I, um, the water's still frozen. Uh, yeah, you can definitely sort of leap over there um, okay. in combination with the frozen water. Okay, cool. So I'm going to do that. And then I would like to... Is it possible for me to use lore to take a better look at the papers, or is that investigate? Um, let me think about that. I, I just want to see if say... there's any Fire Nation perspective I could lend to it. Yeah, I do think I, what I need you to do, though, is as you get over there, mm -hmm. you're sort of, uh, you know, you're sort of cramping Kip Talk style as he's over there, like working <laughs> through these papers. 
Um, right. And he, as you like walk over there, like what are you doing to try to inject yourself into this investigation? I think when I notice he's done with the paper, I take it next because I don't want him. I like, I, I don't want to get in his way, but I also feel like I probably might know a little bit more what I'm looking at. So I don't mind if he sees. Sure. So he, he puts a paper down the first paper you pick up, his eyes like quickly glance up to you and he sort of narrows them. What are you doing? Um, just double checking. And I think I want to leave it at that. I don't think I want him to, I think Uh, I want him to think we're kind of on the same. I don't want to right now to feel threatened. Make a, make a rapport check bro you know i got a couple of days uh, he's going to uh defend it um oh heck with, yeah he's going to defend it with we're gonna call it uh notice um bro i got a he, plus four hit me with that um, he got he got comically bad role <laughs> of what his, you give for notice, being a jerk his notice is good but he got minus four on the dice That's what happens when so you're a jerk you succeed with style and as mm. you say that um you know your double checking goes fine it's probably better if we work together on this uh mm. and he begins actively see how it's done boys see how it's done he, he begins <laughs> actively like funneling papers to you and starts organizing them with you uh Aww. and so like he's being not just okay with you reading stuff, but because um, of your your such success, um, he is working actively with you to try to figure stuff okay. out. Okay. So this is going to take some time. So as you guys are doing this and you're going through this, before I have you roll lore, um, and by the way, you do have a boost. So your next um, check will have a plus two to it because he's actively helping you. Um, what are uh, Kaija and Dawa doing while Cardam takes over with the paper? I got an idea. I got an idea. Um, okay. So this giant abacus that's in the room, like how big are we talking? Um, it, it's, uh, a larger than average abacus, uh, maybe like, um, maybe like four by four on the wall. Four by four. Okay. Like four feet by four feet. It's big with multiple rows, some little beads, you know, uh, larger ones. You imagine some of them could even be used for decimals. <sighs> it's complicated. I don't have an abacus. Uh, I, I prefer my trusty Texas instrument. Uh, <laughs> but I imagine you could make a fancy abacus. And if so, Avatar Cito had the fanciest of abacai. Do you think people would get mad if I destroyed the abacus to make a craft? I I couldn't tell you how someone might react or might not react. I'm okay. So I'm going I'm going to take are there end caps on like the each row of the abacus? Yes. Can I like take off the end cap of one of the rows of the abacus and then just yes. pull the bar out of the abacus yeah. row? And you want all of these little beads to go scattering across the ground? Well, I take the bottom row first, so that way the beads don't hit the ground very hard, and it makes like a soft noise, and I kind of like soften it a little bit, and maybe gather the beads and just kind of like place them in the order that they were in the abacus, but just on the ground. And I want to, okay. I want to take two of the four foot poles that were in the abacus. Okay. Um, and I would like. To I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna usher, um, 
goodness. Kaija. Yes, I'm going to usher Kaija over with me. And I'm going to stand on one of the lily pads. And I'm going to place uh-huh. one pole on top of another pole and say, go up. Go up to the second floor. And I want him to be able to climb me and climb this now eight-foot pole as a essentially uh, like a starting point to jump off of to get up to the to the second level. <laughs> I'll take I'll take that bait. Um, All right. He's now got an eight foot head start that he can now use some air bending off of. I'm struggling to understand how you're connecting these two poles. He's just putting one butt up to the the, the bottom and of just, one. On I'm gonna, top and I'm gonna, of I'm gonna, I'm gonna brace it. it. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the base. Why not just have one pole and hold it in your hand like well, this? That's <laughs> not the craft that I created. I'm because there's like a base. Even. So there's like no, because I would be jumping if I if I was to jump off the top of a pole that was held in his hands only, it would push his arms down. But if he can hold them securely, one on top of the other, when I jump off the top of the top pole, it will be fastened securely to the stone pedestal below me, giving me a firm base. See, so here's what this man gets. So it. I want to. None of this, this is selling me any more than it was. This man gets here, it. Here, Listen, this is a very delicate, heroic avatar. It's actually here. sounding worse. I don't actually want to climb the pole. Here's all I want to do. I want to jump on Dawa's head uh, with a light tap up to the top of the eight foot cap of the pole and then up one tap off of that delicately jumping up off the top of the pole towards the thing above. And I will use airbending to help me because I am a airbending ninja. And this is a very ninja thing. If I hate help, I I hate every ounce of this, but I'm inclined. So so here's what I'll do to say I roll physique. Can I roll physique (laughs) to like hold the two to fasten the two poles on top of each other and keep it steady? No, here's what's going to happen. You're going to roll. you're gonna gonna roll craft and the difficulty is going to be a five and if you can do a five then there's a there's a advantage created of flimsy ass pole (laughs) yes i'll take it all right listen this is outrageous but so is the sheer amount of cabbage carts in the avatar series so (laughs) that's true that's all i'm saying if 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 avatar can have a cabbage cart at every corner and crossroads we can have a (laughs) stick on top of a stick climbing staff he's like can can i invoke (laughs) this shouldn't work I hate you. We did it. I have a plus two to crafts, and I got three out of four on my on my dice. Oh my. So we got no a plus way. five. <laughs> All right, you now have flimsy ass stick as a created advantage. Speed boost. Uh, clap, clap, clap. You did the thing, uh, <laughs> and now, uh, yeah, now you have a free invoke, uh, which. Kaija can use to jump off the stupid thing without <laughs> eating it. Athletics to try to bound off of the top of Dawa's head onto the delicately upwards and then a second kick off the top of the eight foot cap of the pole and then to throw my Kasurigama up and get it up over the edge of the 
uh, platform above it to pull myself up. I would like to very. I would like to say well. thank you to our gracious DM for allowing my stupid chancery to antics, to it happen. It's not always going to work. Antics. Sometimes it's going to bite and me Tom in the foolery. butt. But you know, I appreciate that you are allowing me to at least try. <laughs> uh, okay. What is my obstacle? And uh, I um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, your obstacle uh, on my uh, notes here to uh, jump up there is a four um, to clear yeah. a 30 foot gap. Um, four. Now you do have a boost for free from the flimsy ass uh, stick. And I uh, feel like you as the DM deserve one of my fate chips. I would like, love I just, one of your fate chips. Here. I feel like that would make me feel better. One of my fate <laughs> chips. So I am going to spend a fate chip. Uh, because if this preposterous thing works, I want to have at least paid something for it. The fate chip <laughs> that I'll spend will be on airbending ninja because I am an airbending ninja, and mm -hmm. only an airbending ninja should be able to jump off the yeah, top of an eight foot tall flimsy. This is totally. some crouching tiger, hidden dragon crap here. This, <laughs> it really, it really is. Um, yes. There is an episode where Ang cascades down basically an endless stone slide however uh in it's pretty great You're bossing right. say it's pretty anime like this it's, is it this is, is a it very is anime, anime. It's a very you know anime that's how thing. you sell me on anything if you say convince me that it's anime then i'll be like all right yeah we'll try he definitely well, has the anime run as he like or as he goes up his arms yeah yeah the arms back. behind yes yeah. <laughs> yes just lips forward um so i didn't run nearly as good as gibby uh, two blanks, one plus, one minus, giving me a flat nothing. I have a two in athletics. I have a three in athletics, actually, with a two from Airbending Ninja and a two from the boost from the makeshift ladder that we've made out of an abacus. Um, <laughs> and, and so that does give me a three for a seven. So I'm fully capable of getting up over the edge. Uh, maybe I go to throw my Kasuri Gama, but I'm able to just reach up and grab it with my hand, pull myself up over. And uh, stand above everybody. Now, is there something to be seen on the second level of the temple? Yes, yes, absolutely. So as you leap up there, once again, uh, you <laughs> majestically float off of the uh, off of the flimsy pole, uh, catching with the kusama, kusurigama, and swinging up. Um, regular uh, Tarzan move here, and uh, you land onto this um, sort of walkway over the railing. The railing's low, um, but as you're looking around, you really don't see any other entrances or uh, exits on this uh, area. It seems that indeed the avatar likely would use bending to access this level of the uh, mm. uh, of the uh, sanctuary. So as you're looking around, um, you do notice um, like what all is up here. Uh, it appears that on this upper chamber, uh, as I've I've called it. Uh, in my notes, uh, you have uh, books and scrolls, uh, sort of uh, dust covered, lining the shelves of the northern and southern walls. Uh, along the uh, western wall, uh, as Cardam noticed, there are tons of different tools and implements, both scientific and artistic, that are stored over there. Um, most of them look relatively. Um, Maybe not ornate, but but definitely uh, finely crafted. Um, and then on the uh, eastern side where uh, you are uh, currently, you see that there is a uh, simple sort of reading area um, with a uh, really fine uh, leather chair. 
as well as a very ornate uh, end table with a sort of a peculiar design on it. Yeah, Sito could take me on a date. That sounds dope. Yes, this is basically Sito's magnificent man cave. Uh, Yeah, big fan. Sounds magnificent. Now, uh, Dawa, so we'll get cut back to you in a second, Kaija. Dawa, now that you've made this silly pole thing, do you want to do any additional exploring? Um, yeah, I'd like to go. He's like, nope, just write nope. me out of your will. Yeah, just, I'm just going to wave my poles around. He's in just the... going to go swim in the water. Yeah, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to do stunts. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, do I see anything down in the water, first of all? Uh, no. And I, I think I, I, maybe I, you had said it was clear as you, it's clear. It's simple stone along the bottom. Okay. Um, there's, there doesn't seem to be anything of note down there. I'd like to go. Yeah. I'd like to, I'm I'm already hopping across the stones. I think that's something very Dawa esque to do. I'd like to go kind of search around this room and look around the walls and see, um, if there's, if I see any carvings or if there's any, um, anything else that I have that we haven't kind of already touched. I mean, so the, the correct me if I'm wrong, because I've gotten turned around a little bit. The metal door yeah. is near. Yes. The metal door is not near over by Kip talk. Okay. And Cardiff. so that's over near Kip talk and Cardiff. And then the other door frame yes. is on the other side. Leading to that bedroom area that Cardiff called out earlier. Right. But did she ever go? Did she didn't explore that room? Did she? No, well, no, she looked, she peeked in, but didn't like investigate anything heavily. Oh, we're going to investigate. Okay. All right. Uh, you, uh, leap on over there, um, and, you know, walk into the room and it gets stepped, it like steps up, uh, such that like it separates itself from the waterline of this sort of pool. Uh, and, uh, you walk in and begin sort of looking around, make a, uh, investigate check here. Um, this is going to be a difficulty of two. Okay. I don't um, have great investigate, so we'll see what we get. Now, before you announce your role, or really it should have been before you roll, was there anything you wanted to invoke from your aspects or anything like that that would make sense here? Let's take a look at my aspects. Um, I, I don't think so. There's nothing okay. here that I think fits that would make me it would make sense to to enact on. So I think I'm just going to roll the simple investigate. Um mm-hmm. I do want to look for anything that looks particularly and this is going to sound dumb. Okay. But I want to look for anything particularly shiny. Okay. Because okay. a lot of what we're seeing is like covered in dust and old. So mm-hmm. any sort of like relic based or treasure based mm-hmm. items that would have been left behind probably would have been important. So especially being in a bed chamber where he like sleeps, where he is like, that's like, a, that's his spot. That's his pad, sure. you know? Sure. So I want to, I want to look for, for anything kind of shiny or something that does, seems out of place that catches my eye. So let me go ahead and roll my I investigate now. It's not fantastic. I'm going okay. to have a plus one. A plus one. So not meeting your your plus two mark. No. It's crazy how I can fail um, a plus two, but also hit a plus five. Yeah, it's, you know, it's uh it's it's rolls of the dice. Uh you look around the room, um, and you uh 
are seeing a lot of uh, and spend a lot of your time sort of poking around at the pockets of the garments and the cloaks and whatnot. And outside of a little bit of like gold trimming here and there or polished like buttons uh, or whatnot, you don't really your eyes aren't really drawn to anything uh, in particular, except for uh, like a uh, what looks to be like a framed portrait uh on one side of the room okay let's go take a look closer at the framed portrait what is it of um you see a uh it's kind of from a high angle uh but you see a portrait of an elderly uh man tall thin uh kind of has a you know a a um styled uh like a headpiece uh, that is that wears um i don't think you would really be able to identify like what that would signify uh, and next to this uh uh elderly uh, gentleman you see as uh, also seated at the table looks like there's a teapot uh and you know very fine like teacups and stuff as if these these two uh sat for this portrait while having tea um and you see uh, a man uh in what you can only imagine is like an old fashioned version of the military uh, garments uh, that you've seen some of the fire nation soldiers, specifically like the cap, the fire nation um, guard captain uh, in Jangwe village. Right. Um, sort of the, the armor that they wear now, not all of these soldiers, you know, wear uh, fancy looking armor, but this looks to be very high level honorary garment that this uh, individual is wearing that you definitely signify as being fire nation. Um, so that, that is what you, what you notice. Um, and they are kind of posed seated at a table, uh, in front of like a balcony. Okay. In front of a balcony. Yes. Does it look like the balcony that is in this building? No. Um, you can see that there's a background, um, behind them, which appears to have like, uh, you can just see like. In the in the foreground, obviously, you have these two gentlemen seated. In the background, you can see uh, that uh, somewhere out there, there's like a bay, yeah. Um, of which there is like some ships out there and water. It's it's clearly they're on a balcony of some building outside. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take the painting off the wall. <laughs> okay. And I'm gonna carry it with me back over to my friends. Yeah, you awkwardly carry a painting about like this big just under your arm. It's like if you've ever carried paintings like where it's like awkwardly shaped where you can't yeah. exactly hold it under your arm, but it's also hard. Like it's annoying to like pinch grip. It's you know? just big yeah. enough to suck. But it's but you too know what? small. It's too small to justify putting it over your head because it's not that uh -huh. heavy. Yeah, it's awkward. But we're going to do it. It's a good it. escape room tactic, though. Just bring everything that looks important That's over true. to the That's table. That's true. Yeah. doing his escape room logic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. So you wander over. Now, let's cut back over to Kaija. Um, Kaija, you're up at the top, and you... Um, Sort of be actually no. You know what? We're gonna wait on you, Kaija. We're gonna cut back over to Cardam. Cardam, you uh, have been sifting through these papers uh, mm -hmm. with Kip Talk, and yes. I know you wanted to do a lore roll to see if you could like learn more about this stuff. Um, so what I'm gonna do here uh, is I am going to give once again. I have in my notes a grading scale, so different right. ranges. So depending on how well you do, will give you more uh, as a um, as a result. So go ahead and. Uh, make that uh 
make that low check. And don't forget, you have a free boost uh, from your right. rapport roll. And from a mechanics perspective, is this a lore roll or an investigate roll? I wasn't, I, in my head, lore made sense, but I realized Yeah, no, I, I, I think lore makes, makes total sense. Okay, You're trying to cool. learn and extract useful information from all of these documents that are old and uh, many of them are not useful. So I think lore makes okay. perfect sense here. Cool. Mm, okay. I have, oh, it's not too bad. Okay. So I have two plus ones. A negative and a blank. So I have one, and then my lore is plus two. So I got a three plus a boost. So uh, five total? Five total. Five total. <laughs> That's good because that pushes you into the next. Let's tier. go. Yeah. Let me Very nice. find this here. It's so good at rolling dice. <laughs> this, this game. <laughs> Remember climbing the mountain? It was, it was, uh, it was rough. Tragic. <laughs> a, little, a little bit of struggle bus right mm-hmm. <laughs> um so combing through the papers um you begin piecing together uh what you can uh of all of this which is that these this is uh the both the notes and records uh of avatar sito um and many of mm-hmm. these scrolls and things uh are coming direct from uh the uh from the office of fire lord yosor um who from your uh recollection and your studies as a as a fire nation um uh, a woman raised in the fire nation and trained in the history and the courts um yosor was the fire lord during uh the the uh, uh the era of um of sito and the two of them worked hand in hand uh, in many cases with Sito, of course, uh, claiming the majority of the legacy, really, of mending a lot of the um, social conflicts between uh, the Fire Lord and the Fire Sages and sort of this uh, unified ruling class and the powerful, wealthy nobility that had a lot less say uh, in the governance and the politics, and many of which feuded with each other frequently. Um, it was a very tense situation. There were many, as you know from you know uh, last episode, I think you you rolled to find this out, there were many um, natural disasters and stuff that had struck the Fire Nation, a tsunami uh, and a, um, uh, a famine um, in like the course of a decade that really had made it a difficult time. And you see here that these are late... Um, Sito era documents from the Fire Nation, um, likely post stabilization of its economy and its agriculture. And uh, you can read through a lot of these notes. It appears that Sito, being someone who was a, a, a genius mathematician, economist, um, and, and even um, from what you've heard, uh, even dabbling in um, you know artistic pursuits as well from time to time as a hobby um you can see that the majority of these documents are like being sent direct from the court for him to peruse and to approve and to provide insight on um as a minister within uh the fire lord's court so cool um some of these are there the dates range and you can see he was probably working on something like um with regards to crop yields and um you know recommended uh, agricultural practices for the uh, farming population. However, 
because you got a five and not <gasps> anything less than a five, you also notice something about the desk. Um, this desk is very finely crafted and really, really old. More than that, um, you note that it has a um like secret a, compartment. Sorry, well, I got an escape room brain, and you uh, you did get escape room brained on me. But hang with me. Um, Sorry. you note that um there is like a um engraving on it of a long standing, extremely reputable craftsmanship uh or, or like artisan family that provides much of the furniture and stuff that uh occupy the uh royal court. Um, and that some of these old, old offices and palaces that you've been to on occasion with Oris, um, many of them have come through this, uh, you know, masterful artisan uh, brand and are like deemed like classic antiques, right? Prada. Yeah. You know, and, so, and, and like, it's, it's like involved. modern, it, it's like, it's antiquing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like these are literal very highly valuable antiques from a, a historical individual. More than that, you know that these specifically were known to be highly customizable up to mm. uh, and potentially including hidden compartments. Oh my gosh. Hidden Sick. compartments. She was right. This is national so treasure. Now you too. haven't. You haven't... May I pour over the. Oh, <gasps> no. I want to distract Kipta. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well uh, okay, I would like to. Oh, and, and I want to. I want one more thing. You yes. know, having gone through these documents, you're not done yet, but you've gotten the mm -hmm. gist of it. There is likely nothing relevant now <clears throat> in them. About okay, cool, cool, cool. And he's still working through them, but you, you know, and he's waiting for the thing to trigger. Right, right. And you've learned a lot about the avatar. You've learned a lot about what these imply more so than he is. He's probably looking at his and be like, more crops, and throws it crops. over. You know? Right. Uh, right. But you've put it together. This is a different project. This is nothing secretive. Right. This is... Right. So I think I want to look at Kip, at Kipchuk and say, huh, well, none of this really looks to be very useful. I wonder if Kaija could use any um, supervision up on the second floor. Think you can get up there? Deceive roll. Oh god. Okay. Um he will contest it uh with his will. Okay. Uh, because I'm going to I'm going to say that maybe that's a good one for uh notice. I know it'll it's probably just notice again. It's probably just notice, I think. Okay. To to not get persuaded here. Um okay. and uh yeah, if 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 this goes his way, he will realize um, that there's something you know that you're not telling him. Um, but if it goes your way, uh, he will grow disinterested in uh, in the stuff on this desk. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, I will tell you this: uh, Kip Talk uh, has a natural notice of three, but he rolled all flats, so he has okay. no bonus. Okay, well, I, I only got two. I don't have any. I don't have any extra for Steve. Um, you you say that, and he kind of looks up, and he sees Kaiju just sort of like wandering around. I imagine it, the Kai just kind of got like the big eyes, just sort of looking around, yeah. not really sure what he's looking for at the moment. And mm -hmm. he kind of looks back to you, and he narrows his eyes. You found something. 
And I say, um, nothing that you didn't find on these sheets. They're useless. It's all really dated information. Seems you're a good one to keep around for this sort of stuff. Why don't you and I, I head so. into this next room and see what we can find? After you. Okay, so I just go into the next room, I guess. Okay, Hopefully you guys are going to go to the chance later. where there's a door? Yeah. Okay, so you go over there. Uh, and you move to uh, walk to the room. You open the door. Uh, you walk through, and Kip Talk follows you. We're going to cut to Kaija. Okay. Kaija, Hi. um, you are up on this uh kind of second floor, this uh, second landing. Um, what would you like to do up here as you're sort of looking around at the different stuff? You know, there's a nice leather chair, a reading, an ornate reading desk, some sort of uh, some nice un- lanterns. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. There's a uniquely crafted end table or something up here. Yes. Uh, so Kaija is knows nothing about any of that, nor does he have any lore to draw on at all. But he is the only one up here, which leaves him That's in true. an uninterrupted state of looking and discovering very little. So he's going to go over to that area. And I think at this point, here's, here's what Kai just put together. This guy was making something. He uh, had beads. He had drawings. He had uh, papers and science implements. (laughs) Papers and science. Tools. He had lots of tools and science. Mm -hmm. And so when you add all of those things together, you get a person who's likely building a weapon, which would be the reason the (laughs) Fire Nation would be here, right? Maybe some sort of a Fire Nation uh, ironclad ship or a ballista or or an underground tunneling machine of some type. And so uh, I am at the point now where I'm like, well, who, like, where would I keep schematics for, um, you know, uh, war machines that I was mm-hmm. helping to design, I would keep those in my second level desk that requires an, a waterbender to get to them when most of the area is filled with earthbenders and firebenders. So I am going to go search that desk area and, and look for things that I would want to show uh, someone else. Okay, um, by desk area, do you mean like the reading, like the end yeah, table and yeah. stuff like that? Okay, yeah. the, so like the, 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 the reading nook. end table, the reading nook, the cozy, the, the cozy the section, lanterns, the yeah, all of that. Here's okay. the thing: like if you you go and pick the tools up off the wall to craft said mm-hmm. machine, um, but you leave the designs for the machine, mm-hmm. you leave the designs for the machine um, on the table right where you're where you're mm-hmm. designing things so that's where i'm gonna go i'm gonna go over there and i'd like to sure uh check it out and i'm i'm not so much looking to get like the investigate check that says i found it right the rosetta right. stone hidden amongst papers mm-hmm. my goal is to gather up anything that looks like it could be useful sure. or anything that looks and like bring it's it back of... to the escape room leader yes that's exactly <laughs> what i would like to do is i would like to bring it back to right, fire right. nation friend who would know what's going on so what do i what type of check do i need to make to kind of search you know, this I'll reading give you a i'll give you a notice roll okay 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 i have a, um, I have a two notice i'll take you that know, i'm gonna set the uh yeah i'm gonna set the difficulty at two would you like to invoke anything uh I do not want to disappoint my sensei, but I want my last fate chip more. 
Um, so <laughs> in this case, no, I'm not going to. I oh, uh, one of my dice fell on the ground, but my first three are pluses. That's wow. and a blank. Okay. So, uh, so a five. I got a five okay. on notice. That's awesome. So you are going to succeed with style here, and yes. so for a overcome action, uh, you do get a boost as a bonus. Very nice. Um, so your your next roll could potentially be useful. So you are going over and you're looking over at this end table, this little cozy area. Um, you do see that again, there's like some quill and ink here. Um, uh, but it looks more like uh, if you can imagine a little um, it, it's not they're not sticky notes, but literal like literal like random sheets of parchment with like bizarre ideas written on uh, you know, little scraps of paper here and there are sort of scattered around this area. Um, most of it illegible. You can see this is like an area that the avatar likely relaxed in. And when an idea came to mind, he'd jot it down and get to it later. So you see hmm. all of these random pieces of paper, but then what uh, intrigues you is so much of this area appears to have been very heavily used, very like casual, um, except for um a uh and, and you know how like you know how like if you bear down with like a pencil on a on a wooden table it'll like leave engravings and stuff like that there's sure. a lot of that on most of the surfaces here except for one end table that is like pushed right up against the ledge like the little um balcony it's not a balcony but you know what i'm talking about like the little mm -hmm. guardrail it's pushed right up against the guardrail um, such that it's kind of like level with it. And you can see that there's a sort of ornate design on top of it where the top of this, although still covered with a little bit of dust, appears to be a new addition to mm. this area compared to stuff that have been around and that, that he might have had for, for many, many years. And as you look upon it, you can see that there is a um, design of um, what looks like uh, like clouds um along the top that's like engraved Ooh, except air nation air nation furniture potentially yeah. um except that uh you see three little indentations sort of hidden amongst the engraving design three circular indentations that are like equidistant apart such that you might like uh like it would form a triangle if that makes sense like, Could I search for a tool that would have three pins on it that may be used to go into those three holes simultaneously? Um, you don't find anything on this side of the room, but you could cross uh, to look at one of the other sides of the room. So I like think, this on this walkway, I mean. Yeah, I think I would want to do two things. One, I would like to walk past the books and glance to see if there is maybe one of them that looks more worn than the others, or I would imagine through research and experimentation, you would draw on previous knowledge. And so perhaps I could find some sort of clues as to what he was working on here through a book that looks like it had mm -hmm. seen more use than others that perhaps he tucked in amongst them so that it wouldn't look as though that's the book that he was going to. And I would also like to scan the room to see if it looks like either in the desk or along the wall that there might be a tool that could be used to simultaneously I, I picture kind of like a like a little i'm probably looking for like a little cloth thing because in my mind three holes i would insert like uh three pins into those holes all at the same time on a tool that would then maybe be able to draw the center plate on this thing up if i unlocked all three things at the same time 
So we're talking about two different things. I would say if you wanted to come back and look for uh, knowledge or books or anything, that would be a separate uh, action from like trying to find a piece of equipment that might fit the the description of what you're looking okay yeah i was just thinking of doing like an overall okay i came to this spot now i'd like to do an overall glance of the room and those are the two things that i'm looking for um let's start with the book though i think i'll look there first actually maybe there's a hollow book with a tool inside of it and i can kill two (laughs) birds with one stone so um you are looking around here um these are like large uh stacks of different uh books papers and scrolls that appears to have been put in storage for all intents and purposes as in he's likely not using these actively day to day or mm-hmm. you know comes to one and grabs it for something when he needs it and puts it back basically an, an old library uh a personal one um now you can go ahead and roll investigate here um yeah, I'd be scanning actually no titles. i'm gonna say lore i'm gonna say lore here oh, that's because even worse that, that found that that feels funner uh, in terms of like combing through old papers and and stuff, yeah, I'm really just just scanning the wear on the books and the titles to see if mm. there's anything that might stick out, right? Um, because Mike, like Kaija, just knows so little about this sort of stuff that you know he's not going to be able to probably piece a grander picture together. He's just mm-hmm. looking for things that would. Stick okay, so out, you're so. looking for physical things, then I would say that you could do uh, investigate instead. And investigate, and I have a boost on this, correct? Yes, you do. Okay. Um. Well, I have a plus, a minus, and two blanks, so I'm flat. I have an investigate of one and a two from my boost. Uh, I'm okay. scanning the book, so a total of three. I don't know if that does three. it or not. But... Yeah, I forgot to tell you what the difficulty was. Uh, it was a three. Oh, um, so okay, you, we you, made it. Yeah, meet it and you make it. Um, and as you're combing around, um, you're looking for things that appear to have been used maybe more often or some wear on them. And as you're combing through like the stacks, you're like not seeing anything stand out. Um, and like, you kind of get frustrated and you look away and you go to move over to the other side of the room, but that's when you spot resting on top of the guardrail, uh, mm. is a, uh, sheaf of paper, uh, folded up, um, thick sort of, um, not like part, like, not like parchment, but like, um, what is, is it, is it vellum? It was like that, like very thick, like they would do maps on it, I think. Velheim is a Viking survival game. I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a thing. Construction paper? Yeah, yes, construction paper, I think is. I, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Either way. Vel- like vellum paper is, is thick. It is, is vellum. Thicker. I was like, I don't know. It's just some kind of like, it's like, it's, a, it's like I know a, it's made from animal it's skin. It's like a laminated. Yeah. It, you're right. It is vellum. It's like a combination okay. of animal skin and like yes. laminated like together. Yes. So that. I don't uh, see myself <laughs> really taking, if this sticks out, great. I don't see myself taking a tremendous amount of time to like, I might glance at them if there's anything in the top couple of papers that look like a blueprint for uh, a, a war machine that can tear apart mountains or something. I'd be like, oh, I found it. Um, but if it doesn't look like I, I say war machine because I just only interpretation of the fire nation is that that's all they want to do. Um, if it doesn't look like there's something like that that's going to stick out, I probably just grab the papers and look for a tool. Yeah, it, you can grab them and look through them later. Uh, if you'd like, uh, 
but you don't um but you don't see anything that looks like designs or or anything like that. However, as you go over to the area to look for a tool, I'm just going to carry your investigation check over. Um, and as you're poking around through, uh, some of these different, like, and you can see like a painter's easel. Um, you see all sorts of, um, what looks to be mostly actually a lot more like artistic, uh, supplies. Um, and craftsmanship stuff um, over here than scientific, but you do see some areas where there are uh, like, there's like a very ornate looking like sextant um, that you might uh, navigate the stars by. You can find um, all sorts of different like, um, like uh, instruments for cartography uh, that you might set up. And then you find uh, what appears to be a small, uh, telescope like a short-ranged telescope on a tripod and you were going through all of these different things and like examining them and this one sticks out to you mostly because the tripod is out um and when you like look at it and you kind of like even i'd say at first you might even move it aside and it's fixed like the rods are fixed such that like they're telescoping and they should be able to move up and down and adjust the height and adjust the angle. And you go to like turn the telescope and all of it's like locked into place. So can I take that telescope, move it over and place the three point pins uh, of the tripod into the three slots on the table? Is it the same size? Yeah. You take it back over and it is the same size. Uh, and the first time you do it, you you face the telescope like into the bookshelves, and you're out. Oh, no, not that way. Uh, you turn it around, and you realize it's pointing down and into the room, like oh, towards okay. the floor. Um, can I look through it and see what there is to see? Yeah, you look through the telescope, and as you do, you realize that this is a um peculiar lens in that there appears to be basically some sort of markings on the lens or uh, somewhere in this device such that there appears to be a circle and a little like um not like a target like you'd shoot but like a mm. like a like a target you know what i mean like a okay. circle there to like mm. highlight a certain area that is focusing down and though you cannot like you don't see anything on it. It is looking directly at one of the lily pads that is um, the stone lily pads that is buttressed up against like the water line. Are you like referencing a reticle? Like, like on like a scoper yeah, lens? Yeah, yeah, like a reticle. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But it's not like it's a, it's going to shoot anything. It's like trying to in, inform you that something is important looking at this piece. So I'll take the papers and I would imagine that I could jump from the balcony theoretically um and land lightly as an airbender on that lily pad yes did i just make a mistake because now i'm gonna have to get back up there well i was gonna i was going to give this to you but you jumped before i could say this and so on your way down you leap out and over and you're like going to cushion yourself with a little air blast and it's only then that looking down at the full scope of the room (gasps) do you realize that the arrangement of these lily pads is aligned with the shape of the fire nation and its various islands 
that trail out from <laughs> west to east. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh, so it is identifying a very specific island. Not a little. It is identifying a specific part of like one the archipelago. of the Fire of, Nation of the archipelago. Archipelago along the western side. And now, that's not the one that we're on currently. No, you are more along the eastern side near the Earth Kingdom. This is deep in the Fire Nation. So now okay. I'm going to say uh that because you know nothing about the world, uh I'll give yeah. you a fate chip if you have no clue where the heck this is in terms of the uh the Fire Nation. You genuinely don't remember anything from when your master was showing you maps and geography. Yeah, no, that makes sense because my character is not going to associate lily pads with an archipelago. Um, so, so you know it it looks, oh, yeah, yeah, like the Fire Nation. I've seen it on the map, but you have okay. no idea the general geography of the Fire Nation. You have no idea what it's pointing at or what it even could point at. You just know it's somewhere in the Fire Nation. Okay. Um, so he does recognize that the lily pads are the Fire Nation. All he doesn't know is where the heck it might be or what it means so you could maybe okay. he is going to have to he is going to have to convey this to someone else verbally in order to get this information across while you guys are still here that's fine oh, i'll take geez. that fate chip that makes total sense to yeah. me um so i leap down and land on the lily pad and say i found something you leap down and land on the lily pad and say i found something and realize no one is left in this room. I'm. I would because imagine I would have been coming out. No, of you're the, in the bedroom. I'm still in the bedroom, and we'll get to you, sir. We're cutting back over to Cardam because Cardam just walked ah. into uh, just a few moments before Kaija leaped down. Cardam opened the door and with Kiptak walked into another room. Now you carry your um, uh, stick with the light on the end uh, into the room, and you see. A workshop. <clears throat> this is a, okay. and as soon as you open the door, you actually get sort of a, a breath of fresh air. This was sealed off, but as you look in here, um, you can see um, that there is just a little bit of almost like wind, sort of circulating through here, mm -hmm. and you see the occasional like random sheet of paper and just sort of flip around as the occasional burst of wind enters this chamber because um, while it is filled, especially on this half of the room where you are at filled with workbenches, tools, tables, bizarre gadgets, half started projects, carpentry, all sorts of things. Most notably at the far end of the workshop, the floor drops out completely. And there are a series of gangplanks crisscrossing it as various bizarre projects hang by chains from the ceiling over top of this uh, drop out down the cliff face. Oof. Spooky. Okay. Um, I think I would, first of all, I think I'm, I try my best to um, position myself in between Kip Tuck and the door. Cause a little part of me is like, guys, I'm trapped in this room. Um, and, uh, other than that, I would like to look around and see if anything is sticking out in particular. Um, maybe a project of prominence, like something that looks like it was the thing really being worked on. 
yeah, Kip Talk also begins combing through the room and you see his eyes are wide as he's going from like project to project, trying to like look for, figure out what might be useful, what might be valuable um, mm. and, and just process this. You, you realize Kip Talk is largely going off of the, you know, and he even pulls out the, this journal that you realize is likely Zepho's stolen notes. And mm. he's going through and like trying to like, you know, flip through the notes and see if anything makes sense. You realize he's kind of flying by the seat of his pants that he knows there's something valuable, but he doesn't exactly know what he's looking for. Right. Um, and so you two are both going to go through the room and I'm going to need you to roll uh, a uh, investigate role as you're examining these different things. Again, we have tiered results. Um, so depending on how well you roll. Um, do you want to invoke anything as you're going through here to try to give yourself more information or potentially um, find something really useful? I feel like in my court training anyway, I feel like a workshop is probably not where I'd find any of my kind of training. So I don't think I have anything worth invoking for this. All righty. Go ahead and roll investigate. Oof. Okay. Oh, that's a flat. So flat plus, so I have a, um, a negative, a positive, and two flat. So I'm going, and then I have a what for investigate? A plus one. So I have plus one. Okay, so it's just a one. Yes. Okay, you do not really understand what you're looking at. Is going to be my my ruling here. Um, however, there are still things that you see with your eyes. Okay, so okay. Um, there are there is an architect's <clears throat> drafting table. Um, over which you see that there is um, a couple different, um, you know, uh, blueprints of things that are uh, hanging up over it. Uh, it appears that there's um, a barely started project, like just pen to paper, but, you know, nothing uh, substantial on it that was sort of left aside. You can see that there what looks to be a frame of like a wagon right? Like a, like a literal like wagon frame, but it appears to be most used mostly to um, work on attaching um, different metal contraptions, including what looks to be a metal sort of spiraled nose at the front with what looks to be like um, different gears and levers uh, connecting mm -hmm. through the now the skeletal frame of a, of a wagon. Um, and uh, you, you see that there's like some different uh, gears and pulleys going on that are, uh, being uh, tinkered with uh, you see uh, over towards uh, the one another side of the room uh, you see that there is what looks to be a table with various like sort of dried out chemical concoctions things that might have been empty but there are a few um, like vials that appear to be filled with something you have no idea what you also see that like um, over the area where there's a dropout there are several like constructions um, that are like over top of it, one including what appears to be uh, like like a deflated canvas sort of um, like a sack that's like lying over what looks to be a basket that's being like held up uh, by a uh, by like a chain over top. Along one of the walls, you also see that there's these um, what basically looks to be half dozen different sizes variations uh materials of like wings with like canvas stretched over a steel frame 
and attached to like a, a harness of some sort. Um, so mm -hmm. you see all of these things, which to you, Cardam, uh, not being a craftsman, feels like a, a range of junk to half-baked inspiration. Right. Okay, so I think when I look at everything, and that's my first impression, in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking about that desk, right? Yeah. Um, I think my uh, first instinct is, this like, pick up whatever you think looks interesting i'm gonna go clear off that desk so we have somewhere to put whatever you find because it sounds like uh kaija might have found something too because she just wants an excuse to get back to that desk to have a minute alone yeah. with it so she's like grab whatever you think looks interesting and let's talk to the other two back at that old desk kip uh you're telling this to kip talk or yes okay um i want you to do a um rapport role here to okay. ex politely excuse yourself uh to get back into the room with the desk and while okay. he's looking around here he does seem really intrigued by what's going on in here yeah exactly. um and although he's a little distrustful of you um i'm going to uh raise what was just going to be a one up to a two because of the distrust from their previous role. So his, the difficulty here, I'm just going to do an overcome here um, because it's a, a little weird thing to have them like counter roll while he's doing stuff. Right. We're going to do a two. You just have okay. to beat a two. Okay. Um. So I have two pluses, a minus and a flat or wait, no, three pluses and one minus. So no, <laughs> I was right the first time. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so that gives me um, a one on the dice. One, a one on the dice, and then I have a plus three for reward. Okay, so you succeed. You do not Got succeed him. with style, but you do succeed. Uh, and you know, I'll you you excuse yourself, and he goes, "All right, <clears throat> let me know if you find anything." And he moves over to that um, table with all of the different. Uh, vials of of things and begins like looking through that you cool. leave uh and uh move out into um the main room just as kaija leaps down um and you hear kaija call out uh i found something and you begin walking into that room just as uh dawa also follows into the room to join kaija in here you guys for now have a moment to yourselves <laughs> But you hear Kip talk um, moving around and moving back towards the room as well. You guys okay. have like, I, I'm here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you guys 30 in-game sec, like 30 IRL seconds. I'm going to pull up a clock okay. here, a timer here. I'm you gonna, guys have 30 seconds to yourselves without. Okay. Uh, so hold on. All right. Ready? Three, two, one, go. The door's Let metal. me go first. Go, go, go. The door's quick. metal. Okay, so um, there is something hidden in the desk. I need a moment alone with it. You, Kaija. I'm going to suck the door shut so that you can seal it and weld it shut with fire. Okay. I got a painting. Dawa. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so you suck the door shut um, and you hear uh, Kip Duck go, what is this? And begins running towards the door. Um, you now have uh, the opportunity to weld the door shut. Um, and I'm going to invoke your trouble. 
mm-hmm. which if you could remind the audience, what is your trouble again? My trouble is I'm a firebending prodigy, but I have no idea how to do why, how I can do what I'm doing. Right. So here's the deal. You can go ahead uh, and uh, you, you, you can uh, give me one of your fate chips and continue with the plan. Or when you go to seal the door, instead of sealing it, you let off an explosion of fire that will seal the door, but also blow up the table. Yeah, absolutely not. Here's a fate chip. <laughs> Smart. Good use. Uh, take it. <laughs> All right. Um, so you're proceeding with uh, going to seal the door. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a will check. And yeah. um, we're going to have uh, Kip Talk contest it uh with his raw athletics to try to beat you in a race to the door before you can weld it shut okay okay <clears throat> so i run over and i take out my finger just like a finger it's very well manicured i just want to make sure y'all oh, know yes, like yes. it's an all, it's an almond cut it's like a very very sweet tapered black french it looks amazing okay anyway so um, I take out my finger and I like light it up and it's like blue, hot, hot blue fire. And I go to weld. Okay. Let's go ahead and roll. Yeah, baby. Okay. Um, I have three pluses and a, and a flat and my will is three. So I have six. Beat that. Kip talk. Kip Beat talk it. I dare has you. a base no. athletics of four. Oh, Because oh, she's a tank. And he rolled one flat, one minus. Oh, he's making it dramatic. Two pluses. Oh, it's six. So. Oh. So. That's a five. Oh, oh, a math. Okay, math is like, math, is math, math, oh. math Gibby. Oh. Yeah, I, I thought he had a seven. I hated how you so revealed that. That makes no. it better. I was like, oh, man, he's got a seven. Okay, so we got three different <laughs> outcomes from your slow revealed. I just wanted to. <laughs> You Let's know, not do not that. Unlike, unlike one Avatar Sito, these characters, not great with math, uh, they should have kept the abacus alive. No, I uh, took apart <laughs> I took apart the abacus so I didn't have to do math, okay? I knew where I was at. <laughs> so you seal the door shut just as you hear a collision, boom, uh, as he charges with his shoulder into the door, uh, and you hear a grunt uh, in the back, and he calls out to you, this is a bad idea. I'll be through. It's just a matter of time. And when I get there, our little truce is over. Yeah. And then you hear, I guess you guys just can't keep friends. Oh, no. The worst. And you look over to the wards, the doorway on the other side of the water and standing there, uh, in that door frame where you guys entered from is a individual wearing a very heavy uh, sort of cloak that fully encapsulates their body, like just like all the way around. So you can't see anything about their like physical appearance or even like, you know, their, their, their body shape or structure or anything like that. Um, and all it's that like the puffy jacket, this... all the moms wear in the winter. Yeah. But it's like, like, from from shoulders to the like floor. A part, like this a is a person park. of 
of average, you know, height and build. Okay. Can't tell anything descriptor about this individual besides they are wearing a uh, kabuki mask. It's stylized in the form of a fox, and long black silky hair comes down uh, from uh, from their head behind it. Yikes! Uh, The vague, vague scent of mint and cedar wafts across the room. You guys recall that same scent when you ran into the imposter mm. version of Zepho. <gasps> and this individual stands there. Oh, what have we here? Three little apprentices made their way all the way to Natsuo Island. Count me surprised. You can't tell by the timbre of this voice if this is, you know, a man, a woman, any regional dialect. You can't tell anything from this very, very neutral tone. And as they uh, sort of step to the side, you see a few Fire Nation soldiers sort of come up uh, next to them in the passageway and toss a bound and gag Mapuka forward onto the first deadly pad. Yes! The worst! She seems to be just heavily beaten. There are, like, her, her, like, um, like, uh, arctic sort of clothing with like fur lining everything is singed to crap um and uh this sort of sneering looking uh you know fire nation lieutenant pulls out a little cage with an arctic owl fox hooting uh and snarling uh within it and this uh this you know kabuki mask with sort of the kitsune uh fox spirit like emblazoned on it looks at you all and says well it seems we finally caught up to you hey thanks for listening to the almost legends podcast and uh, we really appreciate you taking time to uh to listen in if you enjoyed this episode please leave a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and grab the link in the description of this episode to come and join us over on discord become part of the camp legend network community there and if you want to support the show and the other podcast projects that we do you can do that by visiting us on patreon and there's a link to our patreon in the description of this episode as well well we'll give you a shout out here on the show let us know you're coming from the camp legend uh network or rather the uh almost legends podcast uh, so we can give you a shout out on the correct show and uh yeah please come by hang out with us get to know us a little bit we'd love to meet you and get to know you over on discord that's going to do it for this episode of almost legends be sure to come back next month for episode number six and find out what happens to our three young benders and the rather difficult situation they find themselves themselves in.